episode one, series one, Morris Babes. It could really be series one, episode one. (laughs) Series one, episode one, Morris Babes with Sally Bird. Start. Hello and welcome to Morris Babes, the second episode with us two idiots, Connor Smith and Ollie Simons. Say hi, Ollie. <laughs> hi, Ollie. <laughs> well, you asked me. That's all you and, asked me. <laughs> brilliant. I'm, I'm so impressed with my co-host. Uh, today, we are talking to Sally Bird, creator of Dance Like a Girl. We're going to ask her why we're here and why we're doing this. Why has she exacted this onto the world? Um, but first of all, Ollie, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Yes, uh, life is good at the current moment in time. How's things with you? I, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm excited to hear how your day's been because you were back at work today, either chasing children or being chased by children. Yeah, no, it was really good today. Uh, finally got back to work. So, you know, life is sort of back to some normality, uh, whatever that means and whatever normal life is. But no, oh, uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's been really. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> no, no Facebook, stupid. Ah. <laughs> right, close Facebook. No. I need Facebook. Right, oh, uh. <laughs> right, mute your Facebook. Mu- it's muted. Notifications Ollie. are muted. <laughs> Without the cursing, how was your fucking day, mate? <laughs> right. There we are. Facebook has now been muted. Oh, for Pete's sake. <laughs> oh, I, I heard you were waffling on about normality, so uh, carry on from there. <laughs> yeah, it's a normality life, whatever that does mean. 42. Yeah, no, it's been good. Nice to get back. <laughs> I should be back at work. See, you know, all my work. <laughs> uh, Connor, how's your day been? Let's just move to that. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, I said I wasn't going to mention it. We, we weren't going to mention it, but uh, there was a significant announcement this week, and the aftermath of it got me pretty down. It was upsetting to see. Um, but I'll tell you what: working on dancing on has has been a really positive experience for me because I just contacting the contributors, working with the community, seeing what member sides are up to has has really been. A really heartwarming experience, and I've really loved it. It's really cheered me up. So, um, yeah, uh, it's, it's the the community is always something to return to 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 build your positivity. Yeah, it has been a shame. I, I know we d- we don't want to talk about it too much. Um, no, but it has been a shame to see our wonderful community being split by this topic. And as I say, we're not going to go into much detail about it. Um. Because yeah, we well, uh, uh, we uh, we've got a wonderful guest, and we don't want to get waylaid by uh, by politics. But no, it, it is nice, you know, in your uh, you know, with you being able to edit the wonderful things from Dancing On and uh, and remind ourselves of those good days when we were one. Yes, well, you know. So Connor, how are you feeling after last after the success of our? first ever episode well episode zero. Oh, i'm feeling pretty happy actually i've had lovely comments from from listeners you know it's 
it's nice to know that people have enjoyed it and I'm really looking forward to where it's going. I think uh, talking to Sally today we're going to really hopefully, I mean obviously the first episode just introducing ourselves, can't believe it went on for an hour, we do apologise. Uh, but they, today we actually have a guest, we're actually talking about things, so hopefully it should be really interesting. Mm. No, no, I've got, a, I've got a bit of stats here. Um, I, I'm quite a fan of stats. Uh, and just looking at the stats from our first ever episode. Now, um, it, it's quite incredible. So 80, 87% of our listeners are from the UK. And, and we've got 10% of the listeners who are from the USA. And we've also got 2% from Germany, which is quite fun. Hmm. Is that just people using VPNs? Or, or do you reckon we actually have... Morris listeners from those locations. Well, I'd like to think we, yeah, you know, it'd be quite interesting to have, you know, people listening in Germany. Um, I tell you what, if if you are one of those people, let us know that you've been listening because it would be fascinating to hear, you know, or if you're not involved in Morris and you've somehow come across the podcast, I mean, well done on that. But uh, if you're not in Morris, if you're not in the UK, let us know. We want to know who's listening. We, you know, be yeah. featured in the podcast. Well, exactly. And another wonderful stat is um is looking at our the age, our demographic, uh, that demographic, yeah, that we are uh, talking to. So hold on, our, hold on. Um, How do they know the age? Um. Yes. So. <laughs> I'll say I have no right. idea. So I have no idea. We are compliant. Um. Shush. So our, our 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 top age listening bracket is twenty eight to thirty four, with a twenty six percent, which is quite, quite. I don't know how they're telling that. And and then, but then our second highest, we we shoot all the way up to sixty plus, which is twenty percent of our listening. So. It's... <laughs> well, we're sorry to have shamed our listeners then. <laughs> No, it's just it's just quite interesting to look at that. You know, it shows that Morris and folk um, is for all. Well, if we can uh, connect with all of the Morris community with a name like Morris Babes, I'd say we're doing pretty well. Sounds good to me. Anyway, yeah. shall we welcome our guest for today? Uh, it's the lovely Sally Bird. I'm really excited to have her on and chat to her. So, hello, Sally. Hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> How are you? How have you been? I've, I've been very well. Um, things have been a bit odd over the last few months. I've been working at home a lot. Um, but otherwise, I'm good. I'm good. Wonderful. Good. Well, what, what have you been doing? Uh, I've seen a few of your videos where you've been on Facebook, you've posted uh, little snippets of Matt dancing, you've been places. Uh, have there been any highlights from lockdown life? Oh, that's a difficult question. Um, I think my garden, oh, that's really sad, but um, we moved it. house at the very start of lockdown, like two weeks before it happened, if that. Um, and so I had my first garden, like myself, for the first time, um, and it's turned out quite successfully. 
and we have flowers and we have vegetables and that's about all I want at the moment. <laughs> Beautiful. Now that's really lovely. Ollie, I realise I've uh, completely encroached on your fact file. Do you want to go ahead? Yes, so I'm going to do this in a real sort of like announcer voice, I feel. Been spent the all, I've worked all day on this, so I really hope it doesn't flop. <clears throat> Sally Bird. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you can't. I can't what? <laughs> Again, less. Definitely less. Less what? Less less what on what? <laughs> like, like like what? More more <laughs> more stalkerish or? Oh, def there's definitely uh, the same level of intensity. So, so I, I, I think in that I sort of went for movie announcer of like a really bad horror. What I think I might need to go for is movie announcer for like a children's animation film. You know, less of this summer to be <laughs> <Right>. this summer. <laughs> All these fact file, take two. Sally Bird, a dancer of 10 no, you years. Can't, you, can't, you can't say a name like that. <laughs> Just, just introduce her, go on. Sally Bird, a dancer of 10 years, current member with Born Borderers, mixed Morris dancers of Lincolnshire, and Trentside Holmes, who are a Cotswold team, if you did not know. Her favourite tipple is Oolong Tea, and her favourite place to have danced is on top of a hill in Homferth. <laughs> Mm. So we to hear the Bourne Borderers announcement and not hear Lincolnshire. Mm. Yes, yeah, so I was tempted to do the Lincolnshire. With your full Kurtz. I thought not, yes. Not yet. Speaking of, speaking of Kurtz, uh, because uh, I want to talk a little bit about Kurt because he's a somewhat influential character, it, somewhat the, the face of Bourne Borderers. Mm. Um, who is this Kurt guy, Sally, and uh, how, how did you meet him? Because I, I've preface this by saying that when I've been talking to you and Ellie I've heard mention of uh, perhaps Ellie meeting Kurt in a pram or or early or early memories or uh, so what, what's that all about? Okay. okay um so Kurt is the current dance leader of Born Borderers and one of the founding members um and yeah apparently Ellie and I um met Kurt at a very young age at Castlebyth and Midsummer Fair uh, which we went to every year from sort of early childhood. Um, so apparently when I was about five and Ellie was in a pushchair, we first met Kurt and he tried to hand me a stick and asked me to join the team. <laughs> Five-year-old Sally, not impressed, not impressed at all. Um, and then about 10 years later at Castle Byford, Midsummer Fair, um, I accidentally said to my parents, that looks like fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and to practice, I was then shepherded by my parents. And, and that's how I started Morris Dancing, which is quite a story. <laughs> it's quite wow. a pack. <laughs> so you, you met Kurt 10 years before you'd actually joined the side? Yeah. Um, so... Indoctrination at an early age. <laughs> so, Future of the um... Morris. Well, did your parents know Born Borders? Were they uh, something that you'd see regularly? Um, my grandparents especially, and my parents, they, they're village fate kind of people. So um, during the summer, we'd go to a few village fates. We'd always go to Castle Bytham, so that's where my granddad's from. 
Um, but my grandma took me to folk dance events across Lincolnshire since I was very small. So it's always been a part of my life, although none of my immediate family were folk dancers, apart from my granddad who did Scottish country dancing, but not really the same. <laughs> Mm, there's a there's a lovely picture of your your granddad doing Scottish country dancing, which I wonder we could uh, upload to the Facebook page. That would be definitely, brilliant. Definitely, it's a brilliant photo. He was a teacher um, of Scottish country dancing, and involved yeah. in lots of the clubs in in and around Lincolnshire. Mm. Did did I hear that he also travelled around the UK teaching it, or was that is that a false memory? Um, he went up to St Andrews to the summer schools to learn to be a Scottish country dance teacher most years. Um, and dragged my dad with him. Okay. Probably one of the reasons my dad wasn't a folk dancer till after myself and Ellie joined. Right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. So, um, yeah. So you, you said the fatal words, so that looks like fun. Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> and how did, how did you find it when you did start doing it? Did you think, oh God, this isn't fun or, uh, how did how did the Morris bug manifest? Um, well, to start with, the people in the team, just the members of Form Boulderers, were really nice to hang out with. They were like pretty chill. Um, even as a fifteen-year-old, um, I could talk to everybody, and it didn't feel like people were talking down to me. And I sort of felt like I fitted in a little bit. Um, and then the dancing itself was something that. It was really enjoyable because it was done as a group and um, all the dance lessons I'd been in before it was like a little bit competitive <laughs> mm. so this was quite refreshing um, and then I started going to Kaylee's and I think that's where it really clicked for me and I was like no this is what I want to do um, festivals in Kaylee's were sort of the turning point oh fantastic Sorry, I'm, I was just about to type a message to Ollie saying feel free to jump in because he's been extraordinarily quiet. No, I'm just very much enjoying uh, hearing story, well, hearing the story of, uh, of of how you know different. You know, it's very interesting to know how people get in, involved, and mm. you know, it, it, you know whether it, you know like yourself, sort of in the blood, in some form, you know, folk dancing of some sort. But no. Yeah, well, I, I think I think I love Sally's answer because it was also the people that, um, mm. you know, I returned to Rumbra Morris for. I thought I'd, I can't show up to the beginner's practice and then not turn up next week because I, I feel like to a certain extent I'll let them down. And they were so, so lovely to me. And I think that's mm. it's probably because it's sort of young blood sort of thing. It's like, oh, it'll be really, really lovely to them and they will definitely come back. Um, that's not to say that they've ever stopped. Uh, being lovely and I find Morris people just awesome to hang around with. I um, I joined Bourne, the first practice I went to happened to be their end of season party. <laughs> I know how to make an entrance. Um, and so at the end of August, so they always had a break for August because people had holidays to go on and lots of members had children at that point. Um, and they'd start back up again in September. And the first Morris event in September is uh, in Lincolnshire, is Lincoln Big Morris. And after having gone to one session that wasn't even a proper practice, I turned up at Lincoln Big Morris and it was like, here's a coat. <laughs> Just okay. chill out with the team, see how you feel. 
and that, that was quite nice because they sort of got you into wearing kit when you weren't dance before you could even dance to make sure it was something you definitely felt comfortable doing because mm. especially border kit is not as comfortable to wear <laughs> as a lot of clothing mm. <laughs> especially mm. in the heat it's, it's warm. yes certainly out of season it's uh it's not too enjoyable no, definitely not I've found that many sites can be very welcoming and uh, certainly if you come up, if you re return to one of the Morrisides pub nights or they see you at an event twice, uh, be careful because they will probably try and get you in a dance or, or do, you know, they'll chat with you, they'll sidle up to you. you know, yeah, How do you feel about wearing kit then? <laughs> <laughs> do you but, like yeah. to try these hankies for size? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that um, if I've heard correctly, uh, new members of Kemp's Men of Norwich have joined just from hanging around at pubs and then, you know, even without going to practices, having, you know, getting a dance in um, and, and it's starting that way. So, you know, it, it's always had an element of inclusivity to it, even those sides that I think really praise their performance. I think... It's something that you always want to share with people and have people join in with. So, right. uh, uh, oh, go on, Ollie. Right. Well, it, uh, so that so it's so that is you, Sally, and uh, and how how you got to be where you are now. Now, um, let, let's talk about about the, the, this thing to why we are here, why we are in this on this chat. And uh, and Delag or dance like a girl. So, um, well, first of all, what what what's with the name? Okay. Um. So, I, I'm just going to say this for people who aren't aware. <laughs> um, dance like a girl is like a zine that oh, I yeah. I've started um, about the Morris community. Um, but I imagine if you're listening to this, you might know that already. <laughs> um. So we'll start with the name. Um, so it's really hard to name something and it's not a skill that I have, <laughs> um, definitely not. Um, so this was really inspired by the, the This Girl Can campaign in women's sport to sort of say, no, we can do this um, and we can participate in sports and there's ways for us to be able to do things even when physically things can be a little bit more demanding on us and such like. Um, so that's sort of where the idea emerged and first sparked. Um, but for me, the word girl was really important because it's a term often used to mock people, like and undermine people's abilities. Oh, you do that like a girl, therefore it's not as good, mm. which has never made sense to me. <laughs> so, you know, I really wanted to sort of flip that around and reclaim the term and be like, no, we're dancing like girls. That's, that's, a, that's what we're aiming for. Mm. Um, and something I find about the term that's really interesting, it's even people who um, are quite feminist can be really angry about being called girl. Mm. And I know to some extent that's because it's, it's a name for like a very, very young woman or a child. Um, but it does sort of play into that narrative of it being a negative term. Like, you know, most people are comfortable saying, I'm chilling with my boys. 
that doesn't make it sound like you're hanging out with children. <laughs> um, yeah. So why is girl any different? Um, yeah, well, I think that the lovely thing about Dance Like a Girl is that it's, it is difficult when naming everything. But I, I feel like, you know, it's a success when it, it sort of becomes a known thing and and people stop questioning the name, which I, I think Dance Like a Girl has really been able to, um, you know, just blossom into its own thing. And, and when the name sort of becomes something that people just know and they relate to without having to stop and question it at that base level, it's, it's done a really good job. Similarly, uh, naming this podcast Morris Babes in the same fashion of Dance Like a Girl, reclaiming the word babe. I don't want to talk too much about the name because I'm nowhere near clever enough to explain it like Sally. But um, that, that was originally a tag that we used on Instagram. Who, who created the tag? I did. You did? I was oh, like, we need wonderful. a hashtag so people can find our separate posts dance like a girl stuff and I was like Morris Babes yeah that's what we are yeah we, we've got <laughs> two haven't we really well Morris Babes is the main one and then you know so please do use you know Morris Babes for any interesting things but also um our other one which I really like is at Morris Leaf so you know I, I noticed there was Morris Life going outside uh but but we wanted to you know like with Morris Babes really put you know an easy way to get to the interesting stuff so Morris L-Y-F, Leaf, is a, <laughs> another, is, yeah. We always try and bring in bits of youth culture from other, other places. Um, and I think that's been really important in Sounds Like a Girl more generally, because I don't, originally didn't necessarily come from a very folky community. Like, I came from like a punk community um, mm. as, a, as a teenager and was like punk goth. And I tried to bring as much of that with me into the Morris as I possibly could. Yeah, um, I think you've done it really well, especially um, I think perhaps it was in Dance Like a Girl where you you had sort of uh, leaf patterns in your in your face paint and, and just things that, you know, sort of are, are simple and aren't really, wouldn't really be called punk outside of Morris. But if you add it to Morris, it's sort of a punk way of doing it because it's different. Um, yeah. I, I, I really want to ask, when did it occur to you that you wanted to start Dance Like a Girl and where did you get the idea from for, for doing a zine? Okay, um, so I, I left university about the same time I started Dance Like a Girl. So I left university and didn't, for the first time, my undergraduate, um, and sort of found myself with free time. and a long wait until so I expected anything to fill it. Um, so I was looking at things I could do and I knew I kind of wanted to work on zines anyway because I was quite interested in zine culture um, coming from Tumblr especially um, and moving on to Instagram and these were all digital zines so they were like photo essays or little um, pins of lots of posts together to, to create a narrative. Um, but then, then I sort of started reading actual physical copies of zines. Um, there was one that was called Victorian Vegetarians. And it was, all, it was taking this person's research about vegetarianism in the Victorian era and um, presenting it again to the public to be like, this is not something that's new. And this is how the Victorians were vegetarian. 
and yeah I really enjoyed that that was that was quite fun <laughs> um, so I wanted to do something myself and I couldn't find no hate to the other Morris publications <laughs> but the other Morris publications were not doing what I wanted them to do well they weren't there's was nothing in them that I actually wanted to read mm. sorry <laughs> um, but it's true so that's why Dance Like a Girl started to fill well, yeah, it from the stuff I want when you see a, a, a gap for something or you want something that you can't get, that's the perfect time to, mm. to start an enterprise. So I think um, that, that really leads, talking about Victorian vegetarians, uh, that really leads into my next question, which is what zines were you into before you started and how did they influence you? And uh, yeah, what, what sort of zines did you get into before starting Dance Like a Girl? Okay. Um, there were lots of really feminist ones. Um, I think there's one called Girl IRL, which was on Tumblr for a while, and I have since lost the mists of time. Um, and I think they're on Instagram now as well. Um, and they were quite cool. It was sort of a quirky fashion magazine thing, um, which shared feminist ideas and was quite radical fashion, um, very 90s. <laughs> Not very much my thing in terms of fashion, but fun. Um, there's also the Sad Ghost Club which is a mental health group and they do little zines that talk about mental health and, and share some of the feelings people have around different mental health issues um, in adorable adorable cartoons about a little ghost who's trying to find his way around um, and then obviously Victorian vegeta vegetarians that was quite a major one for a little while um, and then there's one called Ache, which I can really recommend to people. I mean, especially people who have periods, because <laughs> um, it's about period pain and about um, the way doctors sometimes treat people with periods. There's sort of a, a great disbelief about pain and things like that. So it's talking about that openly and in a somewhat gentle way <laughs> to help people feel less alone. And I think that's what drew me into zine culture because all of them that I enjoyed were all about making people feel less alone in their interests. Mm. I, I really, <clears throat> yeah, I like that you've touched on, um, and it's interesting that the zines you liked were, were feminist because I was going to talk about how the name Dance Like a Girl is uh, slightly a feminist statement and the the feminist vibe I get from especially the first issue and so in the first issue uh, I'll try and quote this as apparently they do let women Morris dance we never wanted permission which I think is on the opening pages which is like lovely <laughs> it, it sets the the bar and the statement and then I think in the introduction you call the zine fairly female oriented or you want the zine to be fairly female oriented and so I wanted to ask um, after starting with such a, a crashing feminist vibe onto the scene how do you think the zine has developed and grown um, and especially because when I think of Dance Like a Girl I think of a fantastic moral scene that brings together so many contributors that are doing interesting things um, and and the, the feminism is very subtle, I feel, just very s subtle in the editorial. Uh, 
Um, so yeah, I, I'd like you to talk about that. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that was probably one of the better statements I've ever put in the cover of Dance Like a Girl. <laughs> um, and it's true, like, you know, um, women's Morris is not determined by men letting us do it. Thank you very much. Um, so no, um, hilariously, as Dance Like a Girl has grown, we've probably had more men contribute articles than women. <laughs> but I wasn't ever going to stop that happening. And I think what we've ended up with is something that does feminism in a way that I, I understand it. Um, so for me, some of the, the feminist topics I'm really interested in are around toxic masculinity and around, strangely, around men and helping men <laughs> um, to, to also help women because toxic masculinity does a lot of awful things for women but it's, e it's equally as bad for men it's, it's for those who don't know what toxic masculinity is it's the thing that encourages men to shelve their emotions and prevents some men from having like decent relationships with other men like actual friendships in the same way that women have friendships which is really sad and something I only learnt about as an adult because I went to an all-girls school <laughs> um, and you know the idea that the friendships I have with other women men don't experience that mm. in the same way and I just think that's so sad um, but it's something that I see in the Morris community like Morris dancing is a really good um, antidote to a lot of the toxic masculinity that goes on. Um, it's about men sharing their emotions and dancing and spending time with each other. Um, and there's great potential here. Mm. Great potential. I mean, Saddleworth are quite an example. You know, a Morris team that can have a wrestling contest and a flower arranging contest. <laughs> <laughs> This is the balance we look for. Um, so I think bringing those arguments in has helped Dance Like a Girl keep feeling really feminist, but just being positive about the good things about both genders and how we can work together and celebrate our similarities and differences. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I completely feel that. I think I aspire to, uh, with, with my friendship with Ollie, to, to get somewhere uh, to what you're describing. Oh no, you, you, you're almost there. You've almost yeah. at the friendship where if somebody didn't want to go to the bathroom on their own, you'd go with them. Uh, I, yeah, we may have done that on a... On a yeah, I, was, I was just about <laughs> to say, have we, have we not already done that? Yeah, I think we have. Yeah. In yeah. fact, yes. Yes, we have. Did we? You, they dance. I, I remember fo I followed you into the bathroom with my melodian and then it was almost like you'd asked, no, you're not going to remember this because you don't remember Ely at all. Uh, just keep going. Not... Wait, no, it's not the Ely with Rockingham. It was the Molly one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, it was interesting because both Ely's, you're going to have a struggle to remember. Yes, ha, ha, ha. Uh, and then <laughs> I swear, you asked me to follow you into the bathroom, and I followed you into the bathroom by Melodian. And then you looked at me and said, what are you doing? So I was like, you asked me to follow you. You're like, no, I'm going to the toilet. <laughs> I was like, all right. And then I left. Well, I don't um, know. Well, I, I might have wanted you to play me a tune whilst I, I don't know. I have no idea. I thought you were <laughs> going to talk to me. In the, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. 
But, I can um, tell you that playing Melodian is, is totally a thing women do when they go to bathrooms together. So they don't take selfies or do their makeup. They, uh, oh, God, no. they, they play their Melodians mm. and their pipe and tabers. Mm, totally. <laughs> well, that's what happens in the women's bathroom. We fi finally found the answer. <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad you hit on the toxic mas masculinity because, um, although I wasn't planning to mention it, the the documentary uh, for folks' sake, which many people might might remember, recently, Ollie's making wide eyes. He probably wasn't expecting to hear hear it. Um, for for whatever people thought of the documentary, I thought the the one takeaway from it was uh, how male friendships seemed to blossom in Morris, um, and. I think Dance Like a Girl, starting with a feminist statement like that, it's become such a magazine for everyone. I've I've really loved to see it grow and the community it's it's gathered. Um, so I think we're all really proud of it. Oh. <laughs> right. So we're now going to move on to a new section. Uh, so, Sally, are you ready to be the guinea pig? Squeak, squeak. Oh, 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 are we going to have a jingle? Uh, of course there's going to be a bloody jingle. What's it, what's it going to sound like? I don't know. I'll, I'll work it out in the post-edit. Oh, it's going to be no, the Mario the music. <laughs> I don't know. Played on Melodian. <laughs> no, played on Melodica. On Melodica. It's, it's always got to be Melodica. Right. Leave that as it is. Perfect. Perfect. Now, okay, so, okay. Sally, we're going to play this first game. Now, I'm going to explain it, and hopefully it, A, makes sense, and B, is enjoyable. Now, before that we recorded this episode, I asked you, Sally, to pick a dance. Mm -hmm. Now, you have told me this dance. Now, you, in a minute, well... You, you have a max time of a minute to describe this dance to Connor. Now, it would have... It sounds too easy, yes. Now, we have a few rules. The first rule is you can't say the name of the dance, nor any of the words that make up the name. Second rule, you cannot name the tune that is used for said dance as that would be a massive giveaway. And the third rule is I have sent you three, five words even, of words that you cannot say. So, and the, the fourth rule... You're going to have to cut down these rules. <laughs> <laughs> once you've done it once, it's fine. And the fourth rule is you are not allowed to say any of the figure names as well. So okay. if, for instance, there is a back-to-back, -back, you cannot say you go back-to-back -back with something. Yeah, part okay. of that. So, do you feel ready for this? No, not at all, but go on. Uh, Connor, do you feel ready to... Um, so, so there will be a leaderboard, um, bit, and it will be the best time, so the quickest for our guest to do it. And there's also going to be a little... Um, leaderboard between myself and Connor to see who gets them uh, the most. Ooh. Now, you, Sally, do you have the five words in front of you? Yes. Okay. 
and your time begins now. Okay, so it's a show dance. It's named after a pub, which is now a McDonald's. Tumble down. <laughs> yes. Oh. Wow. Okay, so that was that was more easy because uh, recently there was a Facebook post where a couple from Born Borders went and visited this pub. Kurt, Kurt himself and Heather yeah. went to visit Tumble Down Dick. Is that the pub name? Okay, I, I feel wrong that I've just said, yeah. <clears throat> uh, but and found out it is now McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, um, we we can po possibly post that on the Facebook as well. Have to uh, ask Kurt and Heather, but yeah. I am, um, yeah. I'm taken back by that. <laughs> mm, how are we going to make that harder? Uh, well, Kurt's well, the going, thing is, no, yeah. I, it's because Kurt and Heather posted that picture. Because if not, I was like. Ellie threw her bells at Holt Ridge while dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike I, other yeah, dancers, have got that. About two choruses. And then I, I was going to try and describe a horseshoe as... Um, I don't know. I was just going to try to put all the figures in different terms, and I was panicking. I worked out Great North Run, which is the tune, um, would have been something like quickly getting to Newcastle. Yeah, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have got that. No, I didn't think you would have got that. <laughs> I, right. I, I, I'm just generally blown away because I haven't seen this Facebook post. And when you said, was a McDonald's, and Connor just, boom, got it. I was like, what the? How? Yeah, so I think what Sally's done there, she's set the bar. So whatever contestant comes yeah. on there. How, how, how quickly was that, Ollie? <laughs> Seven seconds. Well, I thought a minute was too quick. I thought I was going to need to give like two to three. Don't challenge me. Don't challenge me. Yeah, so the, the fifth rule, which Holly didn't say, is this is supposed to happen in a minute. So, well, up to a minute. They head up to a minute. Shall we try again? I'll come in with that one last. <laughs> okay, I can well. Take another dance if, if you want to try it again. You could, I, 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 I could, so, yeah. No, I think, you know, you've done it. You've done it, yeah. Well done. Like, um, we just give you the trophy now, you know. Has anyone ever seen Saturday Kitchen Live with the, the omelette uh, challenge where you've got to cook an omelette as fast as possible? Mm. Uh, Sally's just done, like, the impossible by coming in, like, cracking an egg, and it's like, it's done. It's done, there you are. <laughs> you crack the egg and the omelette appears. That's it. Don't even need the pan. Yeah. I mean, uh, so, just an egg anyway. So what we're going to have to do is uh, sixth rule: no referencing things on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. McDonald's, Morris Babes. This episode is sponsored also by <laughs> McDonald's. Taking over your traditional dance name pubs. Mm. Da, 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 da. You're loving it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I was really worried that. Ollie was going to add that as a rule at the end, and then I would have been pretty stuffed. <laughs> well, I've hoped you enjoyed Series 1, Episode 1, Part 1 of Morris Babes, Dance Like a Girl with Sally Bird. Please tune in to Series 1, Episode 1, Part 2 for the rest of the interview and a bit more conversation with your two hosts, myself, Ollie, and Connor Smith.